0: We have a lot of firsthand accounts of St. Peter Claver's life and ministry. Uh, one's from letters he wrote, one from letters other people wrote, watching him work. But the simple and horrible reality is that slave-trading ships, uh, particularly uh, with the Dutch, ran between Africa and the Caribbean and the U.S. for many years. And in those ships, it was truly horrors. Uh, I read a book uh, that detailed uh, the average journey of a slave from Africa to either South America, the Caribbean, or what we call the U.S. now, and it was an unspeakable horror that people were literally stacked, like cordwood. And there are all kinds of uh, written documents still where where these people did the math, right? They did the math. Well, yeah, if we stack them like that, they die of hunger. Uh, They are quite literally crushed to death. But we can lose this many and still make money by bringing so many over. Um, it was truly an awful thing. Uh, People lost their minds from the horrors they experienced on that horrific three-month trip. Imagine then being a person taken from your native land for no other reason than what you look like and travel across an ocean you didn't even know existed for three months seeing people raped, beaten, murdered, crushed, starved, and then you are quite literally carried and thrown onto a dock and hearing languages you don't know and didn't know existed. Imagine the horror of that, and then imagine the wonder of a tiny man running up to you and speaking a language you don't know, and you assume he's going to treat you like garbage, as everyone else does, but instead, he clothes you, tries to get you warm, gives you water, and speaks tenderly to you, even though you don't know the words coming out of his mouth, and maybe he even starts yelling at the slavers and pushing them away from you. And just for a few hours, somebody remembers that you're a human being. That was the gift Saint Peter Claver bought. That was the gift he brought to hundreds of thousands of disposable people. It's a remarkable thing to read, a tragic thing to read and a beautiful thing to read. How many people sought baptism, not because they could understand his theology, they didn't speak the same language, but everyone knows the language of love. Everyone knows the language of service. We have so many descendants of those disposable people and they carry the very, very real wounds of generational slavery. And we also have a number of disposable people in our country now in the wound. We have forgotten God, and so we have forgotten the value and the dignity and the beauty of every human Jesus makes. And I invite us today to be people of service, to be people who speak the one language everyone knows, love and service. We can look at other communities, people who don't look like us or whatever, and see all the the splinters in their eye. But perspective-wise, a splinter in my eye looks like a wooden beam to me. Are we conscious of what's in us? It all comes back to what I think might be the single biggest challenge for American Catholics, as I perceive it, We focus on getting other people to change and making sure we are served when it's supposed to be the other way around. I'm gonna focus on changing in here what needs to be changed, leaving no safe place for sin and focus on serving other people. God will change them, not us. So Jesus, thank you for Peter Claver, huh? I don't know if you know, he died of exhaustion. He just couldn't stop pouring himself out for these disposable people. And he didn't do it for any other reason but love. So Jesus, let us be motivated by love. Let us pour ourselves out in loving service like you do for us in the Eucharist. So that until the day we all speak that one language in heaven, we can all rejoice together in the language of love on earth. Amen? Okay.